Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Music and Therapy Podcast with Relationship Coach Kiana W. Mitchell. I am your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. This week on the podcast, we are going to do a throwback episode, and we are going to find out if you are the problem in your relationship. Yes, I said it. We are going to find out if you are the problem in your relationship. Now, this episode aired in 2018, and I think that every now and then, especially once a year or once every six months, um, depending on how often you find fault with your spouse, I think it's important for all of us to do some self-assessment and to find out if our spouse is the problem or if we're the problem. Because I'm just going to be honest, your spouse cannot be the problem 99.9% of the time. So I think it's healthy to do some self-assessment to find out what you are contributing to the negative dynamics in your marriage. Work with yourself and do what you can to adjust and fix these things and make some compromises. Because that's what marriage is about. It's not about winning. It's not about losing. It's about growing and evolving and making compromises and sacrifices. So it's important for us to see how we're contributing to this negative dynamic and work together to make it better. So that is the, what we're going to listen to today. Now, before we get to that, I just want to let you guys know that the three-day marriage boot camp is filled for this month. However, I do plan to do another one on December the 9th, 10th, and 11th. And guys, you don't want to miss this because I am going to have something special for you at the end of the three-day marriage boot camp. Not only will I have something special for you, but you are going to learn so much about yourself and so much about your spouse and your relationship. And the whole thing about this three-day marriage boot camp is that we're going to learn about you. So it's an all-about-you kind of weekend. We are going to learn what you can do to begin to fix and repair your marriage. So that is what we're going to do. So I invite you to definitely register for this event. You can register by clicking on the link in the show notes and you can register for the event. Now, it is $97, but what I'm going to do, I'm going to give you guys a discount. So it's going to be $97 until maybe the week before, and then the price is going to go up to $197. All right, so if you hurry up and get in now, you can get that early bird special of $97 before it goes up to $197. So I hope you register now, take advantage of this discount, and I hope to see you there. So what we're going to do now is listen to the throwback episode about are you the problem in your relationship? And I want you guys to take notes because it's important to realize what you can do to make it better, but you can't figure out what to do to make it better unless you are able to self-assess. So without further ado, here is the episode that I did on are you the problem in your marriage? Now, today on the podcast, we are going to talk about whether you are the problem in your relationship. Yep, you heard me right. I said it. So, I'm going to say it again. Today on the podcast, I want to talk to you about how to determine if you are the problem in your relationship. I know this is a hard pill to swallow, believe me. But I think it's only fair to admit that our spouse is not the only person responsible for some of the problems that we may be experiencing in our relationships or in our marriage. So many times, it is easy to point the finger at our spouse for all the problems that we are having. But how often do we just step back and see what we did to contribute to the decay of the relationship or the marriage? Today, I was at the library and I was working on this podcast episode when I decided to take a picture with my smartphone. 
of an idea that I came up with and I wrote down on a piece of paper. Okay, yeah, I do this sometimes because I don't always keep the paper that I wrote the idea on. And there have been many a times I actually had a great idea. I wrote it down on a loose leaf piece of paper and I lost it. Yeah, and then I spent some time trying to figure out what the idea was to begin with. I couldn't remember because I wrote it down. So, what I've decided to do is whenever I come up with an idea, I write it down. But then in addition to writing it down... I take a picture of it with my smartphone so that I can look it up later and see what that idea was. So I was at the library. I came up with a great idea. I wrote it down on a piece of paper. But when I turned my camera on on the smartphone, I noticed that the lens were blurry and that I couldn't read the words on the picture that I had just taken. Now, when I, when I saw this, my first thought was like, man, I really need to get another phone, which is logical because I've dropped my phone and broken my phone so many times until some of the pieces on the front of the screen is broken. All right, I'm just too cheap to buy another one. And then the second thing is I'm used to my phone. I know how it works. I have all my stuff in it. So then if I get another phone, I have to reprogram it, la la, you know, it's just the whole hassle. So I have not done it yet. So I was just thinking, okay, maybe I, it is time for me to get a new phone since it is broken. But I really need to get this information. So I was like, okay, I'm going to try to take the picture again. So I tried to refocus it. I tried a whole bunch of stuff. And I could not get a clear picture. It was still blurry and hard to read. Now, I was playing with the camera for a while because I just can't let things go at times. And then I realized that um, when I took selfies, the picture was very clear. But when I tried to take pictures of other things, the picture came out blurry. Finally, I decided that um, maybe if I cleaned the lens, it would make a difference. And I think I just thought about that. Because you know how sometimes you keep trying different things and then finally out of desperation, you're just like, okay, fine, I've done this, I've done that. I'm just going to clean the lens and see what happened. And so, yeah, that's kind of how the conversation went with myself. And then I was like, I did it. And oh my goodness. You will be surprised that the picture came out looking very clear. It was easy to focus and adjust. So that was the problem. It, the problem was not that my phone was broken. No. Okay, the phone is broken, but that was not the problem. The problem was that my lens were dirty. So even though my phone is broken, the reason I was unable to take clear pictures had nothing to do with the phone's brokenness, but it had everything to do with the lens that I was trying to look at the picture with. Now, why did I tell you this story? Because there's a parallel. Sometimes in our marriages, we focus on the obvious so and not the solution. And what I mean by that is that we have a tendency to focus on the faults and brokenness of our spouse instead of focusing on how we are contributing, seeing that person, or our own faults and issues. We tend to magnify what they did wrong and then give, us, give ourselves a pass. Like I was magnifying the fact that, oh goodness, my phone's broken, I probably need a new one. Instead of thinking, Kiana, clean the lens. <laughs> you know, it's like sometimes those small things that we can do to make things better, we don't even think about because we're so focused on what the problem is. And I think in our marriage, we do the same thing. We're so focused on our husband's wrong or our wife's wrongs, and we tend to magnify what they do wrong. And then we give ourselves a pass and don't even pay attention to what we do. Marriage is the joining of two people together. So if there is a problem, the problem is not just your spouse. You are also part of the problem. Just like I was part of the problem that I couldn't take a clear picture with my phone. How was I the problem? I was part of the problem because I didn't take time to clean, my, clean the lens of the phone. I didn't take care of the phone. Apparently not because I dropped it several times. And the phone was neglected. 
because the lens were really dirty. And sometimes we do the same to our marriage. Our marriages are neglected. We don't see what the issue is. We can't see how we could be the problem. But there is a parallel. I remember when um, I first got married. And I'm just going to tell you this story because I feel this is a good example of focusing on the problems and not the solutions. Now, I think the only exception to this rule would be in the case of maybe domestic violence. And in that case, the abuser is totally at fault. There's nothing you did wrong. You didn't contribute to being abused. But other than that, I think if there's a problem in the relationship, you both are at fault. It's not his fault. It's not your fault. It's not her fault. It's not their fault. It's both of your faults. So you can't just say it's all his fault. No, because it's yours too. And since it's both of your faults, I think you should take ownership and start working on ways to fix it. Now, before you get mad at me, hear me out, hear me out. There have been times, and there continue to be times in my marriage, where my husband and I have had an argument, and I felt that he was totally wrong, and that the whole argument was his fault. Now, even if I was correct, which I was not, in my assessment, the whole argument was his fault, and that he was totally wrong. The fact is that I argued with him instead of just walking away until I calmed down and then tried to talk things out with him later in a calm manner. That makes me just as responsible for the argument as he is. He may have started it, but I didn't have to join in and contribute to the argument. Even if you don't say anything, but your body language lets him or her know how upset you are with them, even though you act as if you're not, and even if you don't say anything verbally, you still are responsible for the argument because you are not doing anything to come up with a positive solution and please believe me silence and all the silent treatment it does not work sometimes we are the problem and we don't even know it now let's go through let's do a test or a quiz now here are some questions that I want you to ask yourself or I'll ask you and I just want you to answer truthfully now like I always say you do not have to scream yes to everything. You can just say it quietly or mentally in your mind. You can say yes to the answer if any of these questions describe you. Or if you're home and by yourself, you'd be like, yep, that's me. But regardless whether you say it out loud or whether you say it to yourself, I want you to acknowledge if any of these things describe you and just say, yep, that's me. All right, so there's like 16 questions I want to ask you, but they're, they're not difficult. So it's just like yes or no, that's it. Are you a hothead? Do you think that you are smarter than your spouse and that he or she is inferior? Do you avoid or start conflict? Do you have a hard time apologizing or taking responsibility for your actions? Do you make decisions in your marriage based off the opinions of your friends and family? Are you obsessed with social media? Do you compare your spouse to other men or your relationship to that of other couples? And for guys, I'm going to rephrase that and say... Do you compare your spouse to other women or your relationship to other couples? Are your needs and priorities more important than that of your spouse? Do you hold your spouse responsible for making you better? Are you letting your spouse do all the work in the relationship and you not do anything? And what I mean is like, do you let your spouse always be the first one to apologize and you feel like you don't have to apologize? Do you... Give your spouse silent treatment every time that you argue. Are you unhappy with yourself? Do you have a hard time staying on topic when you argue? Do you have a hard time admitting that you are wrong? Do you 
have a hard time admitting that you could even be a part of the problem? Do you think the worst about your spouse in every situation instead of thinking the positive? If your response to any of these 16 questions were yes, then unfortunately, you are in denial because you are definitely a part of the problem in your marriage or relationship. Now, I'm not just picking on you or trying to call you out. I'm sure if your spouse took the quiz, they would find out that they too were contributing to the problems in your marriage or relationship. However, since you are the only one listening to the podcast at this time, I have to point out that you are a part of the problem in this relationship. I'm just going to be honest with you and tell you that while you were answering the questions, I too were ans- I was answering the same questions. And believe it or not, which I'm sure you can believe because you know me by now, I said yes to some of the questions. So that shows that I am also part of the problem in whatever issue my husband and I may have. Now, the good thing about this is that regardless of who you are and how perfect you think you are, including me, we all have faults and we are all responsible for the problems in our marriage. No one is exempt. Now that we know that we are part of the problem in our marriage, the question now becomes, how do we change the dynamic? Well, the first thing we can do to change the dynamic is stop focusing on the faults of our spouse and work on ourselves. It's common knowledge that we cannot change our spouse. And if you are trying to change them, please stop. It's not going to work. Trying to change your spouse is not going to work, regardless of how much you whine or nag your spouse. Believe me, I've tried. It doesn't work. The only person that you can change is yourself. And once again, changing yourself is harder than you realize because it's not, it's easy to see faults in someone else, but it's harder to see faults in yourself. So when you try to change yourself, it's difficult because you have to first realize, recognize, and accept that yes, I have issues, I have things I could work on, I could be a better me. You have to work on these things, recognize this. And then once you recognize it, you have to start changing it. Now changing it is hard because the things that we do are a result of things that we have learned as children, a result of how we were raised, what we've seen. It's the whole result of everything that's happened to us in our lives. And these have become our behaviors. And so to change our behaviors take a lot of time because we have to do behavior modification. So maybe instead of when your husband does something that gets on your nerves, instead of screaming like, why don't you remember to do this? You may want to modify your behavior and change it and just say, you know what? It's okay. It's not the end of the world. So in a way, you have to kind of reframe how you view things and look at things differently. So instead of getting annoyed and angry and pissed every time something happens, you have to be like, okay, such as life is not going to go my way all the time and just let it go because that is how you begin to change and that's how you begin to reframe your view and work on things. And that is why it's so hard to change ourselves. Well, it's just easy to see ourselves with clearer vision when we are not always looking at the faults of our spouse. There's a scripture in the Bible that's like, it's easy to see like the what was it? I think the beam in your neighbor's eye and not seeing yours. Well, it's true. It's like easy to see what your spouse is doing, but then not recognize that, hey, you are doing the same thing. So that is why you have to change yourself. And that's why changing yourself is not easy. And that's why it's so easy to see what our spouse is doing and not see what we are doing. The whole thing is, though, like that story I told earlier about the lens. Sometimes our lens, when we look at our spouse, is very blurry. But the lens, when we look at ourselves, is very clear. So if the lens that you are seeing your spouse through is very blurry, you need to clean the lens. 
and realize that your husband is not as bad as you think and he may not be the jerk that you think he is or you might realize your wife may not be as lazy as you think she is because the house is not clean to your standards you will have a better understanding and appreciation for the person that you married if you could take responsibility for your actions and realize that it takes a lot to be married to you yes Sometimes we think we're easy to get along with. We are not always easy to get along with. And if we could just recognize that it takes a lot of patience and tolerance for our spouse to be married to us, then we would have a different kind of appreciation for them and respect and know that they are not always the issue and that we are. And we would stop even thinking of them being the issue and we would work on ourselves. Recognizing your faults and becoming self-aware is one way to begin working on yourself. But in addition to becoming self-aware, you need to also be able to self-assess and change the behavior by changing your mindset. Now, self-assessment is diff- it's easy for me, <laughs> just difficult to follow through because I'm like, I can even, not always. I'm at a point now in my life where I can easily recognize, Kiana, that was kind of messed up. You should probably apologize or you need to change or whatever. I can see that. I can self-assess. But for me, it's just one of those things where it's difficult sometimes to follow through with the self-assessment. Because you can see you're wrong, but do we go back and apologize when we do something we're not supposed to do or say something that's wrong? It's easy to just be upset and fly off the handle at your spouse, but do you go back and apologize? Those are the things that self-assessment make you aware of. And if you know that, okay, if I get upset, I'm going to do this or that or the other, it's up to us to change that and change our behavior and stop doing the same thing over and over because let me just tell you knowing you did knowing what you're doing wrong but not working to change it is just as hurtful as not acknowledging that you did something wrong because nothing is being changed if you are having a hard time changing your behavior i would suggest that you may need to see a counselor so that you can work on modifying and changing your behavior with the help of a professional who can help guide you through this process. Now, I'm not saying that, oh my goodness, you're doing, you have faults, and you're not perfect, so you something must be wrong with you. No, that's not even it. Counseling, like I tell everyone, is not a bad thing. It does not mean you are crazy. It doesn't mean that you have issues. It just means that you are a self-aware person and you realize, okay, I'm not good at this. Maybe I should get some help. Because we all get help for things that we need help with. Like, I can't fix a car, so I wouldn't try to fix my car. And I don't feel bad about taking it to a mechanic because that's not my thing. I don't fix cars. And if you're somebody and you don't like to cook, you shouldn't feel bad about not being able to cook. That's just not your thing. So you can get help with that. And that's how I view marriage and that's how I view relationships. And that's why I think we we are working on ourselves to make ourselves the best that we can be so we can be better for our spouse and improve our relationships and our marriages. Going to see a counselor does not mean that there's anything wrong with you. It doesn't mean that, oh my goodness, you have to be crazy. It doesn't mean any of those things. It just means that you recognize, okay, I'm not good in this area when it comes to communicating or talking to my spouse or I'm not good in the area of handling my anger so maybe I need to talk to someone about it so then you go to a professional and you talk to him about it now I'm not saying that you should go as a couple and get marriage counseling because remember today we're not working on them we're working on us so it would be beneficial for you to go maybe and talk about okay well when I get angry I do this and then work 
on ways to fix it. Because one thing with counseling, you can work on ways to modify that behavior and to really change and make a difference instead of continuing to do the same thing just with the self-awareness that, oh, I do this. And I do not want anyone to say, which I've heard before, well, they know that they do this, I'm going to react this way, so they shouldn't do it. You can't say that because you are responsible for your actions. You can't say that this person made me do this. No, they didn't. They may have frustrated you and made you upset, but you ultimately are responsible for your actions. So that's why I would suggest that if you're having a hard time dealing with certain things and modifying your behavior, you should get the help of someone who's a professional to guide you through this process so that you can be better and so that you can change how you react with your spouse and also change how you view them because recognizing that you are a part of the problem is a start but you need to put in the work to change now remember the state of your marriage is a direct result of the effort and attention you put in so if you want your marriage to be better then you need to put in the time the effort and the attention so that it will be better somebody please tell me why
Before I end the podcast, I would like to thank BetterHelp for their continued support of the Music and Therapy Podcast. BetterHelp is a counseling online service, and they are there to help you. Their goal is to help people become the best version of themselves that they can be, which is in line with what we want to do here at Music and Therapy. So I'm extremely happy to work with them. Now, BetterHelp is not a do-it-yourself kind of thing. It's not one of those things that you do for self-help. BetterHelp is actually licensed counselors and trained professionals who are there to help you navigate through the most difficult times in your life. BetterHelp has licensed professional therapists and counselors who are knowledgeable and certified in their area of study. For example, here are some of the things I love about BetterHelp. It's not a traditional wait in the office kind of thing. You can meet with them online. So because it's online, people can meet with them in the United States, people can meet with them in Europe, and in Africa. They can help anyone anywhere in the world. Why? Because they are online. They are flexible. You can talk to a counselor within 24 to 48 hours of signing up for services. They will match you with someone who will be able to help you. You can talk to a professional who has a specific expertise that may not be in your area. Why? Because they are online. Another thing that I love about BetterHelp is that they actually help people who don't have the money or resources to give counseling. And that's the thing that I love. So there's like, they're not holding counseling back from you because you may not be able to afford it, especially if you have lost your job because of the pandemic or have financial issues. They have scholarships available. They even have financial aid available so that you can get the help that you need if you are desperately in need for help. BetterHelp is available and BetterHelp is willing to help and serve you. So if you would like to get more information about BetterHelp or sign up for services, what you can do is click the link in the show notes and in the link, that's the link to BetterHelp. And we also have a promo code. And the great thing about the promo code is that if you put in music and vibes, that's our promo code, they will give you 10% off of your first month of service. So if you are in need of BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, go check it out. Click the link in the show notes, put in the promo code, and you will be on your way to begin the process of healing. I would also like to thank you guys so much for listening to me. I enjoy our time. I can't tell you enough how much I enjoy hanging out with you, spending time with you. So thank you guys so much for listening. It's appreciated, and I just love you guys. Thank you so much. Now, on that note, I want to invite you to join our Facebook group. It's not the same without you. I miss you. I want you in the group. So go ahead and join our Facebook group, and it's easy to do. There's a link in the show notes. Click on the link and join. And I made it easy so that anybody can join. You don't have to wait for approval. You don't have to wait for anything. Just click the link, put join, and you are in. So I hope I see you in the Facebook group soon because that would just be amazing. Join our Facebook group. I also want to encourage you to follow the podcast on Spotify or Apple Music or iTunes, wherever you're listening. Go ahead and follow the podcast. Also, leave me a comment. I would love to hear your thoughts on the show. And then I also want to encourage you to share the podcast with a friend. There are people out there who need to hear some of what we're talking about. And because you are able to listen to it, and if you know someone who needs to hear what we're talking about, go ahead. Share the podcast with a friend. Sharing is caring. By sharing, you are sharing the podcast. You're helping to grow our community. And you're also caring enough about your friends and your neighbors to share and let them know, hey, these are just some things that you can try out if you are dealing with these issues. 
Now, if you guys want to contact me, it's easy to do. I have all of that information in the show notes. It says join me on social media. So yeah, click on any one of those links. You can send me a message. You can DM me. Whatever you want to do, you can go ahead and do that. And I promise you, if you send me a message, I will respond to you. I think that's all I have to tell you. If you guys make anything else, send me a message. Let me know. Any questions you want answered, go ahead and let me do that. So have an amazing week. Enjoy your time with family and friends. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye. Oh, yeah.